Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Teach These Devils. It's me, your host, James O'Brasfield. How are you? Well, I hope. Uh, I'm doing alright. It's not about me, it's about you, and it's about teaching, and it's about these devils. That's why I've tuned in to Teach These Devils. If it's Wednesday, it's Teach These Devils. Uh, this episode is different. It's someone who is, like, actually doing stuff. He's Will Clark. Also known as Will Clark, but I call him Will. His mama calls him Strong Baby, but that's an inside joke. Will comes in, he talks a little bit about his experiences in filmmaking, man. He's a filmmaker. He is, uh, he's worked with Spike Lee, Marvel Van Peoples. He's worked on Empire. He's done all kinds of shit. Will comes on, he talks a little bit about his experiences in Hollywood. talks about some of his interpersonal thoughts. He talks about some of his views and opinions, man. Because it's Teach These Devils. Straight from the rip, we get on a tangent. So he's, like, kind of a guest that's right up our alley. And he acknowledges the tangent. It's interesting. Uh, we talk about everything, man. We end up talking about marriage in the very end. Like, it's a, it's a weird episode. We go a lot of places. And we learn some stuff. And you devils will get taught if you listen to it. So, give the episode a listen. Don't forget, remember me, James O'Brassfield, and Wilson Chavo Rivera, the Condor, fondly. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, also on Audio Boom. Tweet us. I won't look at it, but it'd be cool if you did. Which kind of defeats the. You know what? Don't tweet us. Just listen and subscribe forever. Teach these devils. It's another episode. It's fire. It's going to keep you well entertained. I'll uh, talk to you guys later probably next Wednesday, because if it's Wednesday, it's Teach These Devils. Here comes a fresh app for you, right now. Bye, Coys. Bye. Bye, Coys. Bye, my Coys. Thanks for listening. Who's ready to record and be a professional? Me. You, the condor? Yes. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, indeed, young man. So am I, James Will with your host, here on another episode of Teach These Devils. That's right. It's your favorite program because it's Wednesday. It's Teach These Devils. We try and educate you on the teachings that are brought to us explicitly by the... And the knowledge of the... Assalamualaikum. Today, we have Yakubian International... Uh, just a straight up, just damn near Celtic fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Viking-esque. Vikings raped my ancestors, that's accurate. Europe, that's why he has a very similar face to a police officer. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Clark. Hello everyone. Will, what up? Nothing, I'm just coming out of the darkness. Coming out of the dark, into the light. You know what they say? What's done in the dark will come out into the light, allegedly. I sure hope so. I mean, I, that's what's for the best. I know. I hope the pendulum Indeed. swings. I hope karma's real. Karma's got to be fake because white people are doing way too well. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Man, Wheel's here. He's fucking... He's a mystery, really. That's that's very accurate. He's a mystery. He's a he's, mystery man. He's a man. We know that he... And is, not very much is known about this man. Not much at all. No. 
We know that he is uh, from here. Kind of. Kind of from here. See? <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? He's kind of from Chicago. Yes. He kind of works on the movies. Yeah, a little bit. He kind of does that. He's like a specter. And that's the good shit. That's what daddy likes. The film. If I can get to the top, I hope that it's on TV for all my motherfucking enemies to see. Well, I got to say, I do. I've always loved both James and Wilson. Not just stroking your. I'm already in the room, so I don't need to. We're dynamic. Kiss your ass. We are. Uh, we're a power duo. I do. I do enjoy you guys and what you do. And I'm the happy Don to see Dela you Don DeLuise and thing. Johnny Carson of our generation. <laughs> we're very dynamic. With that said, tell us a little bit about your experiences, man. What are you? You're working in the fucking movies. What's What's yeah. it like? When I first met these two guys, I wasn't working in the movies, and uh, I think I. God, man, I was I was pretty low down. Um, I'd come back to Ohio, and uh, I don't even know where to begin. But shortly after meeting these two guys and, and getting into comedy, um, I got my first break working for Spike Lee, who yeah. was yeah, it was like a lifelong hero. He's of mine. a friend of the show. Friend of the show, Spike. What up? What's, what, shout out to Satchel and Jackson as well. His, shout outs. His two very cool kids. Um, but yeah, so I, I had this amazing opportunity to work for Spike Lee and um, everything about it was like really um, serendipitous. That's or fire. Any sort of synonym like that. Um, and then that led to a lot of other things and I was very blessed yeah. and fortunate to have some cool experiences. Well, like all great stories, let's start at the beginning, man. So you're fucking, you're being a degenerate comedian just like me and Wilson were. Yes. Oh, very much so. Um. And then, fate on fate, Spike Lee calls. How, well, how do you get in touch with Spike like, hey, Yeah, man. no, that's a good question. And I, I, I have a son, and I always tell him, uh, Spike Lee didn't call me. <laughs> like, I feel like an old man when I tell him that. But I think it's a, a good lesson. But, um, so to go back to the beginning of how I finally got into doing comedy, and I'm not really a serious comedian, but I do mm-hmm. enjoy the art form. Um so I, I was with some friends at a bar and they had been telling me to do stand-up comedy and then they told me that they signed me up for an open mic uh-huh. and I looked around the bar and there was no open mic going on so I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, it turns out that they had a basement room. I think George Dunn may have been... Is he still around? Second Shot Podcast. podcast on that's the, uh, so, yeah, he's already in... That's a good comment. It's a good podcast. He's already in podcast world. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, George Dunn uh, or somebody like that was doing a show in the basement. So they bring me down. They're like, dude, you're up. And I'm like... The fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then they bring me down there and there's a packed room and there's somebody like George Dunn on the stage and they're getting laughs i guess and huh. um i was apprehensive and i was like you know i don't want to go on and uh what got me to go on was that my friend told me that he thought i had stage fright or whatever wow. and that was not the issue i just didn't have any material um you know what i mean because you have all these like preconceived notions of like what stand-up comedy is going to be like yeah and um i had been doing a bit of a substitute teaching a uh, high school um, black high school or white high school? Very black. Um, hey, Mr. Clark. I gotta what, go to the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> James, you're gonna need a pass. Man, um, fuck you. All right, let's uh No I, I, man, you've been holding me back for hundreds of years, Mr. Clark. I'm not doing it today. Here was here was here was one of my go-to lines. I would I would always be like, guys, I did not wake up today to give 
little kids detentions you know so like if you want to act like an adult i'll treat you like an adult let's do wow. the damn worksheet that would have made me tight as fuck when i was a little kid yeah man like i really you know <laughs> like, how most, dare this man the talking mo- to <laughs> when you asked if I, if I was like a black substitute teacher um and this is before the spike lee thing um when the tamir rice thing happened one Kill of his cousins was in one of my classes damn. like the day after so i had to like you know confront that whole i was whitey Instantly, yeah yeah, yeah. like children this is how fucking murdering someone in six seconds makes sense sorry about killing your friend yeah and you know i that that hit home close to home for me because like we used to play guns in that Damn. park when we were like his age so that's cold-blooded man yeah i'll never stop talking about tamir rice that's like you could talk about all the other cases but that was cold-blooded effing murder right. um on the spot they just rolled yeah. up a shot so I he, exactly. Um, so on but, the spot they rolled up and shot. Who shot you? Coming out this fall, Sorry, man. I watched the Tupac movie. The oh, <laughs> I did not watch the Tupac movie, and now I'm going to get on a tangent about him because uh, <laughs> I know people. I heard, that movie, I heard that movie was terrible. It was bad, but I liked seeing. Like the how Tupac. bad was it? I want to know how bad it was. It was so bad that the the <laughs> they got to play uh, <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith was clearly not white enough. Uh, she wasn't. She was too dark skinned to be Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, one of the assistant directors. Is that like a thing? Is that like a thing people were mad about? That's the thing I was very upset about. Oh, wow. yeah, that sounded like a personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, it's always about me. I'm, I'm the not. only person I can see <laughs> when I close my eyes. Place, man. You're not wrong, but yeah, yeah. Tupac. Uh, it was very interesting, but bad. Yeah, and you know, one of the something that always bothers me about whenever anyone starts talking about Tupac in any context uh, is that his mother and father were the founders of the Bronx Black Panthers. Yeah. Okay. And he was raised in a, and whatever happened after, you know, when he grew up and stuff like that, whatever. But they started out as like very political and, you know, intellectual people. And he was raised in that. And um, he was also, I think, like, you know, very active in the Black Panthers. And I'm going to jump ahead to a really crazy place that the uh <laughs> this is going to turn into the Alex Jones show Teach him. um but uh no for real the uh the east coast west coast rap battle yeah okay it was preceded by the east coast west coast panther battle Crips and, the birth of the Crips and Bloods that, that the fucking FBI uh initiated to you know pull the party down from within our old friends the fbi yep the funeral business insiders <laughs> part of my uh acrimonious Dude. acronyms bit i used to do the you know what, what cia stands for christians in action is that real oh. <laughs> no i mean it, <laughs> <laughs> just it ask right. just ask muhammad in the fucking you know crater he used oh to God. fucking have his family living in Man. The government is uh, making me tight as fuck, and I don't know if anyone's been watching the uh, the Dirty Money documentaries on Netflix. No, yeah, there's my, a surprise one about was watching that the other day. Donald Trump in there, and it really got me working. Hey, I got to say something about Donald Trump. Trumpito. Um, Trumpito. The pizza. He's, he's a bad okay, man. So the scourge of the Bronx. I like old, uh, kind of hard to find uh, documentaries about the mafia. Okay. And I'd seen a few of them. Like I'm talking about like 1980 BBC pieces, like outside looking in at American organized crime. Yeah. And uh, they would talk about how to build a building in New York City in the in the 80s. Uh-huh. Um, each of the five families got a dollar for like every whatever of concrete that was poured. Holy shit. And I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck was building buildings in 
New York City back then, you know, Donald Trump. Donald Who was building Trump. buildings in Atlantic City? You know, and by buildings, I mean casinos or yeah. hotels. Yeah. Or yeah. Like Donald Trump. Right? And then, like, smarter people can, you know, dive into that. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the dude has been part and parcel to, like, you know, organized crime. Criminality. Since. And his grandfather was in the KKK. That's something else I want to put out there. And his dad didn't want to America First is a, yeah. is no, a fucking like, no, clan... Okay. motto dude. nationalism is the uh is like the onesie that goes over the baby of fucking fascism like and that's it's <laughs> right a, before it's you a, shake it to death <laughs> it's a slippery slope like and i think that the most important thing to remember about being proud of where you're from your country or being proud of your race or your heritage is to remember that you have to be inclusive of all people and some of those people because of the nature of history weren't inclusive and that comes with certain gifts and abilities and it's fucking a real dynamic of power so that's why on tc's devils our policy is shoot whitey on sight yes clap clap crickety clack ah uh -uh. you know uh and that reminds me of something i've learned in the past two or three years that i, I now teach my son never went across the condor <laughs> he's got that wingspan <laughs> <laughs> But no, something I teach my son and I wish I had been taught is like, you know, you can play by whatever rules you want to. Oh, yeah. You just got to remember other people are playing by whatever, whatever rules, rules they, they want to play want. by. You know what I mean? So like valid. Yeah. You know, here's here's a I don't do really do comedy, but here's a joke I would do. It's like Jesus Christ. Great guy. <laughs> great fucking guy. Horrible financial planner. OK, <laughs> give all your shit away and turn other the. Turn the other cheek when we rape you in the ass. You know what I mean? Sorry, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I like Jesus when he's like flipping over, you know, tables the in the that's temple my and favorite shit. Jesus that's that's where's that Jesus? Love we need that, that Jesus. Make, are they really making a passion of the Christ? Secret? They are, they man. They are. Everybody knows the end. I, I used to do a joke. Post something about it, and then like I did a couple comments on it, but it was just like. But what were your Wilson? What were your ideas for uh, the new title? What was the one? Oh, Passion of the Christ Two: Daddy's Home Three. <laughs> and it would be a prequel it. it'd be a prequel to the daddy's home movies nice. that actually proves that the origin Jim story will ferrell, returning as christ will ferrell is part of the bloodline of christ the merovingians <laughs> i <laughs> wish there's sangreal there's something that the vatican does not want us to know about the daddy's it's home that film. curly headed fuck yeah. is actually the closest thing we got to a lord and savior yeah he's like the sec the true second and he's an atheist like, funny. <laughs> that's why i've been building fucking uh golden calves that have the head of fucking uh Will Ferrell. For I the think past he channels his inner Christ most when he's Ashley Schaefer. Oh, I love Ashley Schaefer. I hope Jesus is nothing like Ashley Schaefer. <laughs> well, see, I'm atheist. I don't. If I go to heaven and have to fucking keep my hand over my balls for fear of ball taps, I don't want heaven to be like fucking working in an Italian restaurant's kitchen. I would yeah. love like, to work in an Italian restaurant. Opa, we got cooking. James again. <laughs> Dude, I think you and I would have so much fun working in an Italian kitchen. Speak we should just yourself. open an Italian restaurant. I, um, I hate to say this on TC Devils, but I think I was supposed to be a white person because working whoa, in kitchens is not for me. Whoa! And the bus—that's just a car for everyone. No thanks, dude. White people, <laughs> white people love working in kitchens. Haven't you? Seen? <laughs> that's like their favorite new hobby. Only if they have a, like a fucking crazy biomedical degree, though. Yeah, like, or if they, or if they, they got a doctor, a hundred immigrant assistants, like <laughs> yeah. you know, facilitating it. Oh yeah, I have my doctor. Oh, here's in, your uh, chopped onions I'm action a in, uh, theoretical physics but i work at a stone pizza oven place <laughs> oh god <laughs> fucking yakubian dogs 
God. Anyway, speaking of non-Yakubian awesomeness, we were talking about Spike Lee before we got off on a tangent. Love Spike. This is what we do. I love it. But uh, Spike, man, Spike Lee didn't call you. He did not call me. You called him. Oh, yeah, and that gets us back into the comedy thing. So um, I went up that night just Uh to prove that I didn't have stage fright, and I I did well. I actually told a joke um, that one of my friend's dads, who's passed away, and I'll pay him some respect, uh, Joe Agazzino, fucking rest in power, amazing dude, um, gave me my first football number, which was 32, Jim Brown. You introduced me to Jim Brown. A lot of other things. But he said, um, how do you stop an Italian from talking? Uh, you break their arms. <laughs> Meaning that they gesture a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I told like corny ass jokes like that. And I did really well. Um, really well in this, you know, whatever. George Dunn's host. No, I'm just kidding, George. Oh. But um, uh, no. So like I just told some like corny jokes. And, um, you know, there are a lot of similarities between like substitute teaching a high school class and a comedy club. But I remember when my students would tell me to do comedy, I was like, listen, it's a lot easier to make people laugh in a classroom than it is in an actual comedy club where people are showing up and they expect to laugh. You know, it's like if you can make people laugh in a classroom, that's like making somebody laugh in church, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can fucking whatever's out of the ordinary. Yeah. But so anyways, um, I started doing comedy and and I found it to be I was working like a, a job downtown in a suit. And I was like, you know, selling shit. And um, you selling n- soup? No, we were selling some. Uh, oh, I can't even can't remember. Not more I'm actually happy. Sales. I can't remember the <laughs> shit I was. But it was like a field service platform. Blah blah blah. Jesus, it was bullshit, man. I got fired the month that I was the sales leader because I didn't stick to the script enough. And I was like, I don't want to lie to these people. Um, that was like my thing, you know, like I'm like, James, this this thing can do this and that for you, but it's not going to whatever. Um, no, but so I was pretty much like uh, losing my soul and had like no creative outlet. And that's um, that's where comedy was really cool for me. And um, anyways, one night, you know, at a show probably with like you guys when you were starting out um, and I can recognize from the beginning, like, you know, we had a lot of good people around us when we came up, a lot of names we could drop that are are still trying to do cool stuff. And so I, I, as I look back on it, I was, I feel blessed to have been around you guys. But, um, so I did well one night and that was, that was really beautiful. I'm sorry. I love, (laughs) I love you guys. But no, so I came home and I, I, I knew Spike Lee was making a movie in Chicago Uh and everybody that ended up being involved in this movie thought that it was going to be like boys in the hood in Chicago, like it was going to be some super intense, like realistic, gritty thing. Was it She's Got to Have It, the Netflix film? No, 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 no. Which was awesome. Um, good. No, this was Chirac. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, right. And, um, you know, Chirac may be whack, but um, I think everybody that was involved, there was a really good energy behind it. And uh, it was a really, you know, innovative idea, all that other stuff. But the point being is that beforehand, Nobody knew what it was going to be about. Nobody uh-huh. knew that it was based on a Greek tragedy or Greek comedy um, or anything about it. And um, anyways, I saw somebody like talking shit on Facebook about Spike Lee trying to make a movie about violence in Chicago. And like yeah. I had grown up there and a worked there. A subject back at that time. Well, for real. I mean, like even now, they did, I just saw something today that was like Chicago's the best city in the world. And it's like they uh, fucking, yeah. you know, outside of Mexico City, like they're not killing Huge anybody. murder it. Yeah. I thought that the thing that takes me back to that time and it reminds me like uh uh 
the ice bucket challenge is really popular. Oh, God. Yeah, that was yeah, like the was Tide like, Pod challenge of the day. Yeah, and I had a joke that was like, surprise, surprise, white people are trying to take the attention off of fucking black people killing the fuck out of each other yeah. with cold water. Like, it was like, made me tight. Yeah. But then I saw a documentary about that guy, so I don't tell that joke. But back, back in the day. Um, the ice bucket guy? Yeah. There's an ice bucket guy documentary. Does he really have ALS? He's like really bad off, and he just had like a normal, he was just a normalized dude. Well, fucking. I'm not against normalized dudes. Neither am I. Real quick white. side note: I did um, <laughs> when I was teaching in uh, I was teaching at Michael Jordan's the Jordan uh, Community School in the Chicago Public Schools. That's where what's Mr. the vig on that? The what? What's the vig on that? The vig, the street tax. That was a Michael Jordan uh, betting joke. Oh, you know Michael Jordan. <laughs> the, we get into conspiracy theories too about why his father was murdered and why he left. Oh, NBA. we all know why. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, should have paid those guys, Mike. <laughs> they should have um, let him wear the shoes and he would have done better. Oh, or just pay your fucking debts, you know, <laughs> moral of the story. Or else they're going to come after more of your family members. But um, oh that's God. where Mr. Wheel came from. That's like my nickname because the, the little black kids would say Mr. Wheel. Hell yeah. Like, I remember I had this dude, Robert, who I hope is still alive. And I, I told him some bullshit, you know, like Christian thing about like friends and treating people nice. And he was like, Mr. Wheel. I don't have friends. I have associates. <laughs> and this was like a second grader, dude. And then like years later, I remember like reflecting on it and being like, damn, dude, like I should have listened to Robert. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have Robert on his mom. Yeah. Robert <laughs> Gordon, if you're out yeah. there. I remember I, the one time I got through to Robert Gordon was something about like Sean Taylor or something. The guy, <laughs> the guy who got murdered, um, to Robert. you know, Robert was a, a gifted athlete and, uh, Said something to him about Sean Taylor, and it like resonated with him. Wow! But um, what are we talking about? Teaching in Jordan Community School and Spike Lee. Oh, I had been filming these dudes known as the Bucket Boys around Chicago, and they're the dudes that play the PVC buckets. I went. Yeah. A, 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 one of my friends took me to a Cavs game, and I saw that they have like a fucking you know symphony orchestra of PVC oh, buckets, bucket yeah. players. Yeah, that's yeah. like well known. There were a lot of scams in Chicago too. Like there were these dudes known as the Paper Boys. Who they would get little black kids with a, a flyer for their basketball team to raise uh -huh. money for their uniforms, and oh, they wow. would post up outside of like Yuppie Walgreens, nice, and get paper. And I remember the kids would fight over getting that flyer. You know what I mean? Like that was the the key to it. But my point was going to be that I would I was filming these uh, bucket boys, and I actually am still friends to this day with this dude who used to be a bucket boy. And these little kids who are like not even teenagers were talking about what gun they were going to buy with the fucking money from the bucket boy shit um when they got back to the projects before Good they idea. tore down the projects and you just want to talk about chicago violence and that's why whatever you want to say about chirac as a film the fact spike lee went to chicago and tried to make anything that had to do with with drawing attention to the violence that was and it still is going on there very much so i mean dude that so that brings me back to the story which is like i saw somebody probably a white dude like talking shit about spike lee trying to do that and um, it pissed me off so much that, uh, you know, saying like, why is he making this movie? And at the time, it's not important, but like I thought Spike was trying to make a much like more grittier movie. Um, I went to his, I knew that his uh, production company was called 40 Acres and a Mule. Yeah. So I went to their production company website and it, it, all over the place it says like, don't contact us for jobs. Don't contact us for roles. Yeah. Da, da, da. So I signed up for the email list and I wrote... Um, in the comment bar, you know, you put your email in, comment, and I was like, I want to be a soldier for Spike on his movie this summer, right? And then I fucking got an email back, 
and it was like, yo, you need to email this email. So I didn't know what to do. And I emailed that this other email, which was like the Chirac movie at uh-huh. Gmail or something. And I emailed them and I'm like, hey, I and I played it really cool. And I was like, hey, I emailed the website and said this and they told me to email you, period. Send the email. They responded back like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you? What do you do? Yeah, what are you about? Are you a shooter? Are you a shotta? No, eventually, (laughs) skipping forward, it got got to that where it was like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to work in production? Do you want to work in the office? Like, da, 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 da. And I just slow played it the whole time and like was very honest and told him what I wanted to do. And God bless this woman. Oh, I'll give a shout out to Margaret Thomas. Margaret, shout out. She, uh, I think, I want to believe like she realized like she put me in the best position to uh, succeed for like the type of person I am and okay. put me on the, the route that I went. So what what did what they have you doing? What was your skill well, set? Well, so originally um, I was supposed to work in... Uh, the pre-production phase as some sort of production assistant. However, my license was suspended. And again, this is actually cheering me up because this is a theme for my Hollywood career. I was stuck in Ohio due to legal reasons. Yeah. Um, I couldn't come to Chicago to, and I just left Chicago and I, I couldn't go back right away to work on the movie. And then I thought it was over for me. Um, she was going to try to get me in a, as a PA and then I was like, you know, I don't have a license and this and that. And it was over. And then um, in the back of my head, I was like, you know what? Maybe on the first week of shooting or something, somebody will get fired or, uh, or something will happen. Something always happens. And so I'm caddying in a PGA practice round. Um, right. So I, I, because whenever what I lost fuck? that that sales job, I was like, fuck these these white collar jobs or blue collar jobs. I'm going to the country club that's LinkedIn in real life. I'm going to go carry the golf clubs of the job creators. Wow. Get face to face. Holy shit. Um, so anyways, there was a, a web 2.0 or some sort of bullshit like um, PGA thing there. And I, I caught on with the guy and I'm caddying in the practice round. And I actually told him the story about how like I almost worked for Spike Lee. And he's yeah. like, that's cool, man. And then I got a call. I picked up the call and it was uh, from an ad who was like can you work on the spike lee movie on a monday this is like a friday oh my god and we can get in into this too but i had made like more money caddying than i've ever made in my life that week so i i had a gangster roll of cash in my pocket and i was like yes i can be there monday you know and that's what set me off on the, on that uh course dude that's but amazing i also a little funny side note too i don't know that the spike lee people knew that i was white until I sent them the picture of my my license. Let me tell you, you have but, a very but I will black, say about, black position. Like you have a very black disposition. I will say that people. I worked on the show Empire, and people would tease me about that. That uh, and about my ex girlfriend too. That like we both had a lot of black tendencies. You know what they say about the Irish? I won't say it. You could also rearrange the letters of Ginger. So yeah, whatever the Irish are, whatever we're Gene Puddle. We're not a Gene Pool. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, crazy, but, but a credit to spike. And I think part of the reason that I got involved in a lot of people that got involved was that he wanted people, all different sorts of people. He wanted white people. He wanted Latinos. He wanted rich, poor there. There's a dude, this black guy that just made a, I haven't even, he hasn't even edited this short film. And I guarantee you this short film is going to be like off the hook. Uh, shout out to, I can't even remember the name of it. I'll look it up, but, uh, Dr. Ben crazy, 
how I learned to love eating the seedless watermelon or something like wow. that. This bro, this dude is so off the hook, dude. He, I was supposed to AD it and like, I wish I could have, but, um, just one example of like Spike doing that and bringing in a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, just, I, I don't know, like what, whatever that movie became, he literally like, there's at least a hundred people that are in filmmaking and in, in the industry because of that movie. And that's awesome. I, I think that's brilliant, dude. You know, and yeah, I really man. respect him, you know? So, so. He ended, just a couple emails, man. He ended up working for one of the most prolific filmmakers of our Oh generation. my God, dude. And it was such like a fucking, I learned more in my first day on a Spike Lee set than I learned in four years of film school. than I learned in 30 years of, trying to read books yeah. and you so know you went to uh, where'd you go to film school well loyola university of chicago which really doesn't have a film school and um my friend felix pinero and i were like the only two graduates from their film program and felix has went on to uh he just edited something that won like a dga award i think it's a film called signature move um which i haven't had the opportunity to see but obviously like the he was out in la getting awards from the dga it was That's pretty awesome, good man um so yeah like people the the few people and i worked with this girl lauren candela um who's out in hollywood now doing stuff and like lauren and i worked on a super bowl commercial for sofia coppola's dp and he was directing it this lance dude and uh they had like 50 pas the first day to deal with all these background actors and then lauren and i were the only ones asked back for the duration of the shoot and Amazing. i was like isn't that something funny like two people from loyola and all these Columbia and other, you know, Tribe Tribeca Flashpoint with the you know. fucking floppy hats on. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't mean to throw shade at those institutions. I just mean like if you really want to do it and that's your passion, it You'll shines. End up doing it, it shines through. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, and I really actually love actual film. I've kind of had a full circle experience too, where like, uh, I can probably say like when I got married, um, they put like you know occupation, and I put filmmaker. And then, like, when I was out in Hollywood and shit, I was wondering, like, man, I, am I really a filmmaker? You know, like, all this digital shit. Uh-huh. But I could tell you, like, 100% now I'm a filmmaker, dude, you know. Amazing. Like, um, real film. Even if I'll shoot on digital, too. But, like, you know, there's something magical about film. We can get into that, too. Hell, yeah. We're going to get into it, man. But first, we're going to take a little break, as is custom here on Teach These Devils. Quick commercial Teach them devils. we got to smoke, man. we got to Hey, who are your sponsors? Yeah, because... I, oh, well, <laughs> shout out to the sponsors. Spares. They fill our bellies full of that good chicken. <laughs> we're locked. Are in. they real sponsors, dude? Because like I was out here, they feed no our bellies. With no good one pays chicken, us. Though. I just like if I fuck with you, I'm gonna put it out on. All the right, we have a new sponsor too. Yeah. Uh, Winston One Hundreds regulars. No, no, my dad doesn't like those anymore. Shout out to the sponsor, Walking Dead. This Sunday at nine. Uh, Can I give you? A, I gotta interrupt, dude. <laughs> that dude that called me when I was on the golf course. Yeah. Um, he came up on the Walking Dead. No Good shit. Dude named Austin Harpole. Shout out, man. Mad that Tupac respect. movie was so serious. Afeni Shakur was fucking Michonne. So shout out. Oh, to the and you know that's the. I I actually I I wasn't gonna admit to it, but I I saw five minutes of that Tupac movie, and I saw how they portrayed his mother. Oh. And whether or not it's accurate, it just it just made me weep, dude. Because yeah, like that was a beautiful black woman, a revolutionary voice. And, you know, whatever happened to her after she had Tupac in prison. Right. Um, you know, that that's because of the meddling of the FBI and our government. And, and that's and real. The government that called Martin Luther King Jr. the most dangerous man in America. The government's a very sneaky fucking snake, dude. The, the worst. The only thing to denotate that I have a dream speech 
is a uh, a placard that is in the ground where Martin Luther King stood. And I think it's ironic that people walk over it every day. I'm sure. It's like they did that on purpose. They're like, put it on the ground so people can stomp hey, and you know, I just saw something about feet on it. Oscar yeah. snubs like bullshit. Malcolm X, you know, like... Uh, Insane. Fucking, what's his face? Insane uh, the, that Who's the it? most famous actor in the world? Denzel. Denzel. Doesn't get nominated for that, but he gets nominated for Training Day when he's a fucking, you know... Right? A, you, a crooked, you just got dirty, wet. fucking murdered cop. You know, yeah. like I saw Training Day that was like mildly entertaining, but like, you know, or you were glorious. Glory yeah. or all these other films. You know, like Kobe Bryant just got nominated for a documentary. There's a wonderful documentary made by a Cleveland guy um, called Wait for Your Laugh. And it features Rose Marie, who's a, a fucking OG comedian who just passed away. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm not surprised, you know, that the, the people out in Hollywood are just, you know, fake it till you make it. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, you're going to nominate Kobe Bryant. Nothing against you, Kobe. Like, dude, man to man. Kobe, I'm listens. glad you He's made it out, you know, of your troubles in Colorado. But, no. um, <laughs> you know, give me a break. This 90 year old OG <laughs> comedian. <laughs> Sorry. They make a movie about her and it's brilliant. And you don't even fucking nominate it. You know, right? you know who started giving awards to films? Mussolini. Okay, Venice Genius. Film Festival. Okay. Shout out to the sponsor, World War II. Oh, my God. Yeah, World War II produced this shit. Sorry. To kill every man and woman on Earth today, ten That's times right. over. I was laughing real hard about that Kobe Bryant stuff. That shit was funny as fuck. Kobe. Diamonds are forever. Kobe will not be denied. I used to want it, Wilson. I used to want to do a... a <laughs> when, that, when that shit, when the Kobe shit Kobe was popping off, I used to want to do a whole bit about how, like... Uh, the sports announcers announcing Kobe's play, you know, like Kobe won't be denied. Yeah. He penetrates to the hole. Oh my god! You know, like all this. You know, any comedian could steal that. Too like, fitting, dude. You know, all too fitting. Fucking I Will Clark. My Stradamus. favorite thing was that was uh, when Dave Chappelle was like he was beating that case on the court. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> not beating it in the court. He was yeah. beating it on the hey, court. Hey, and shout out to Dave, dude. Dave is such a <laughs> awesome dude. Ohio on the podcast. You don't live far, and I know you can afford to drive. And then we could ride motorcycles together this summer. I hear you like to do. I'm that. not going to ride motorcycles. I'm going to ride motorcycles. I wasn't my whole life. It's so and, lit, man. You know, you it's gotta let your balls drop and get on a. But bike. like I said, we're going to talk more. We're going to take a break and fucking hang out for a second on TC's Devils. Uh, shout out to the final and newest sponsor, Gourmand's Deli and Valley View. Oh, shout out to stuff. Greg and Andrea. Oh, my God. The soups don't need salt or pepper, and the sandwiches are so good, you'll literally go home and slap your mother's face. Are this is straight up, you're just giving them props? They're I not love them, yeah. They're I not hooking you up? They're good people, yeah. and that fucking, I pay, I'll pay full I hope. I hope that those two people appreciate how much love James has given you all. I love them, man. It's a mutual love. It's a, we're in an open relationship where they're married to each other, and I like try and find white women to interbreed with to mingle out the white people out of the race i'll say something controversial we're working, we're working. Do I, i'll say something controversial before we go to break. that's what we do i've always felt this if i were a black man i would be trying to punish as much as that's my whole thing yeah like i'm totally cool with that interracial Absolutely. stuff doesn't bother me i understand it and like even if you're <laughs> Like get those reparations, man. They're not gonna give them to you. They are not gonna give them to you. I'm gonna have to edit this. We'll be right back. Scene, scene, and we have returned. Let's teach these devils time again. You fucking idiot jerks. Teach these devils. We were gone. No, 
we weren't gone and we didn't even play an advertisement. I don't think we just took a break. It's for us. We take a break because we're so hot yeah, in here. We want we've to been bringing straight fire with our all friend. the time. It burns the it fucking, up. The goddamn the fucking what's it called? The EP of this motherfucking whole episode. <laughs> EP of the experience. Fucking Will Clark in the motherfucking house. Will. Will. What's up, Mr. Will? Oh, I love you guys. Thanks for having me. Man, so good to have you. Thanks we, for bringing me out of the darkness. If you uh, have a bad memory, we were just talking about Hollywood shit. We were talking about all kinds of cool shit. Now I want to talk a little bit about a real live Loyola Chicago Film School graduate about some of his favorite films and what makes a good film. That's gonna New be edit a long point. Fucking New beat. edit point. We're, <laughs> hey, we're we're back from the forget about Cosby sweaters. My son will be eighteen by the time he hears that. Like I was saying though, Wilson gives me shit movies. for watching bad movies, and I say that even in bad. What's a movies, bad movie, Wilson? Who yeah, are you, Wilson. Robert fucking Altman? Like, but no, I'm not Robert. You'll back me up Altman. on this. Even in even in bad like movies, I'm wasting hours of my time. Then, then I'm done with it. There's a fucking thematic devices that are present that make them of quality to filmmaking, documentary, fucking learning about shit. You can learn stuff from bad Hey, movies. I heard I heard the Kevin Smith say at Sundance this year that uh, failure is success school. You know, it's success training. That's crazy talk. You know, I was going to say something else about Wilson, but I can't remember. But I love you guys. Wilson thinks that uh, Blade is a good movie. But oh my god, Blade is a good movie. You should get with my brother Kevin Clark, who's uh, you know actually about to go on tour with Kyle Kraft, who's I think dated my ex girlfriend. I do not think Blade is a good movie by any means. Do I? What do you have against Wesley Snipes, dude? You racist fuck. Yeah, what's wrong with you? What are you on the side of the IRS? Do you guys forget about King of New York? Where he clearly played. A oh, you know, I had the opportunity to work for Mario Van Peebles, Ooh. which was Mario right. is such an awesome dude, dude. If I'm going to pick a side, I'm MVP. choosing Lawrence Fishburne's side. Larry? Every time, yeah. Larry, Larry Fishburne? Fishburne. Yeah. Don't call him Larry. Don't Hell call yeah. him Larry. Not anymore. Well, you can call him Larry. Face up if he, you call Larry. He was in school days with Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. fucking killer, dude. dude Larry Fishburne. Oh, yeah. Amazing actor. Cool. Saying. What what are some of your Trey. favorite movies, man? Like, what's for you? What makes a fucking what constitutes a desert island movie? Uh, uh, well, a desert island movie, I think, would be any movie that uh, elevates or, or or changes your perspective on on the world, you know, or like just anything that it sounds cliche, but anything that really resonates with you, you know, and that can be whether it changes your mind or expands your horizons or Mario makes, Brothers. makes you look inward. <laughs> You know, I got nothing against John Leguizamo or the OG Dennis Hopper. Rest in power. You see what I'm saying? This guy's giving me shit for watching the holidays. What were you? Were you John Leguizamo's stand-in, Wilson? (laughs) Is that your claim to fame? That's what my look is going for. It's been my look my whole life. I just look like a tall John Leguizamo. You look like a really thin John Leguizamo. Wilson looks like a guy that would... Nominate Spawn for Best Picture. Oh no, God. I didn't nominate Spawn for Best. I would not. What are you talking about, man? Hey, what about comic books, man? All these comic book movies. All these grown ass men. Yeah. Who are like excited to go buy like you know superhero underwear? Like, dude, it's sad. What's the problem with that? Fucking start living your life. I'm living my life, and yeah, I you got Iron Man Iron Man underwear on right dude, now. Dude, I got Batman pajamas, bitch. Well, Pac Man's a little different. Batman's, Batman's not a, a superhero. He's, He's just a, a rich person, which I got is a Green Lantern stuff. I've got things, man. I've got things. I got these things. 
Come on. My favorite heroes are the ones that are just the rich dudes. Iron Man, Batman. Those are the only two heroes I really care you know about. You know I always love? Silver Surfer. I'm going to talk about The Punisher, and I'm going to talk about how all the movies and TV shows now they've made, and they've never once represented Microchip, which is his, his sidekick. His fucking sidekick. His sidekick, dude. In the wheelchair, right? The wheelchair. I don't even know. Yeah, he's in like a van. He's the one that like facilitates all his technology. Yeah, he does all the stuff. Like it's such an integral I part to the story. It it's like, no, season. let's give Rebecca Romaine and this other little fucking kid that we raped. Well, the Netflix him- thing, the Netflix thing did have a microchip. It just Did it really? Like, yeah. I haven't seen it, so yeah. you got to oh, tell me. Does, dude, yeah. yeah. The hacker. It, oh yeah, it's it, just like you an see old... the inf- the beginning of him. Yeah. But, uh, if I they do microchip, that, I'll give them credit. I thought the Dolph Lundgren one had a microchip too. Did it really? I, I thought it did. I've never seen. The I Dolph just remember Lundgren Lewis Lewis Scott Junior or whatever fucking just commanded the my Man, attention. That movie was so fucked up, and the Thomas Jane movies were so fucking graphic, dude. I loved it. I was like, well, they always is, they always did a good job casting, and then it's like, what was the war's Punisher? War? But they just never, it's such a simple story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude's family gets killed in a mafia crossfire. Yep. He becomes a vigilante. Easy. Like, how do you fuck that up? It's like peanut butter and jelly, you know? Can't mess it up. You know, like, I don't know. Man, you ever play the game, The Punisher? Yeah, I, I have on Sega. Heads and vices? It's kind of dope. Yeah, and who are the other guys? Isn't it like Nick Fury and other dudes? Like, Nick the they're involved, yeah, because he's like. They're either hunting. It's it's either one of two ways. They're hunting him down because he's like the ex best soldier, you know, or they want him have. So they want him for something, or they're hunting him down because he's just murdered out of control. Yeah. Murdered all the good. Oh, guys. I just remember the Punisher comics were always on sale at Carol and John's oh, comic yeah. book shop. Uh, I you frequent get, that place. You could get that. You could get Punisher comics for twenty five cents when I was a kid, and like I'll go there and get Dark Knight's Metal Number Five. Dude, I give all my comics away to little poor kids in the Chicago public schools. And I sometimes regret it, but then I'm like, no, I'm glad I gave Merced the fucking, you know, Death of Superman. Why? I still have that in my parents' house somewhere. You should have the Death of Superman? Robbing your ass. Dude, Doomsday is serious business. Rob your ass, dude. Dude, I got fucking all that shit. I got fucking the first solo Batman since 1949. Damn. Spider-Man vs. Wolverine. I always love the Flash. I never liked The Flash. I, I thought The, the Flash, Flash was ba- Man, there was a TV show when I was a kid. Uh, of yeah, the Flash. in the 90s called The Flash. And they had yeah, like man. And like, it was like a ridiculous rubber muscle suit. Yeah. That had to be. And just probably really fake effects like Darkman. Was it Barry Allen or Wally West? I don't know, yeah, man. But it was. Barry but it was Allen. A- well, Wally West was The Flash. Who's the yellow flash? Right? No, he became the flash after. Uh, I think I've been matching with these. I've been matching with these girls on Tinder that are all into comics, and I don't even fucking know, dude. They're like, "Oh, I like the Arrow universe," and I'm like googling that. Oh, shit the Arrow like, keep up with like it. the CW version. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I've learned that now. If I was on Tinder and a girl said she watched fucking Marvel Avengers of Shield, I'd fucking get up and leave. Yeah, because that shit is annoying. And you know, I was like, surprised my girlfriend didn't leave me. Anyone? That, well, <laughs> she's working on it, I guess. If you keep watching Agents of Shield, I don't watch Agents of Shield. I'm not. A, I'm not. A never bum. watch it. Hey, I never actually think I know a, a woman who's the AD on that. Like that's. I don't, I don't know. like Agents of Shield. I don't Agents like. Shield I will not watch a shit. lot of Marvel television. Like, the woman I'm, I'm thinking of is named Ingrid Barons, and when I I showed my son Ace Ventura, <laughs> fucking pet detective. Hell yeah. I saw her as a production assistant, and I'm like, shouted out to her, like Ingrid. I just blah Ingrid, blah blah. Uh, Ingrid, you're the shit. Best dad ever, Will Clark, letting his kids watch Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, that was such an awkward explanation about Finkel. 
Finkel is Einhorn. That was so like Einhorn before the whole trans. I feel you like know. they're gonna show that in schools to explain trans. They kids. should. Laces awesome. out. <laughs> you know, when I first met these guys, I did a joke oh about God. like I'm like Bruce Jenner just uh, completed the first step of becoming transgender by uh, getting in an auto accident. I remember that one. Yeah, man. I had a few like prophetic bits. You know what I mean? That I didn't. You know what I don't understand about uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, Caitlyn. After spending all that time around all those stacked fucking Armenian women, you have the audacity <laughs> to think you can turn into a woman? What the fuck is the matter with you? I think you just <laughs> like, got jealous of all those black guys paying them all like, that what? attention. Are you crazy? You're looking at these women and you think, oh, yeah, I could do that. Really? But Jessica <laughs> Lang, like prior 1990? <laughs> no. I mean, back in 1990, he was Bruce Jenner. But now he's Jessica Lang. Yeah. And he's she, always been Jessica. Jessica Lang is fucking tight about Bruce Caitlyn Jenner, I bet. Like Wait, I is Jessica Lang, Lang, she's the girl that was in Rumblefish, right? That, you want to talk about some of my favorite movies? Rumblefish. Ooh. Is that a movie about fish fighting? Um is it like rock'em sock and robots, but with fish? It's a movie or about real feel, but with fish. It's a movie starring Matt Dillon, Mickey Rourke, I think Jessica Lange, and it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola the same summer that he made The Outsiders. Isn't that the... It's an S.E. Hinton novel. Isn't that the um, uh, uh, fucking Wall Street movie? No, but Wall Street is such a great movie. And you know what? Uh, in this whole climate of like Me Too and Time's Up, how come there hasn't been one fucking Me Too on Wall Street? You're telling me that on Wall Street, right. there's none of that. I mean, a, we all know people. Point. Give me a break. You know what I mean? That's like, pretty valid point. I'm not going to take it seriously until they take, like, you know, Corey Haim and all those, you know. Dude, Corey Haim was trying to tell everyone. He was, man, and they fucking killed him. I think Corey Haim's alive. No, Corey Haim's alive with Tupac and Osama <laughs> Bin Laden on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> no, that's Corey And they're Haim. all sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> Which one of the Corys died? Haim died. Haim. And Corey Feldman, Feldman is, dude, Feldman, people are like, oh, I respect him. He's trying to shed light on it. It's like, dude, he's holding like the, you know, pedophile powers like hostage by being like, oh, I want a movie deal for this document. It's like, he fuck got, you. Movie. What's that? He got his lifetime movie. He's good now. Well, good. good. I, I wish Corey the best. But you, you know the difference between uh, Corey and uh, Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin? What's that? One of them got to be in the video. That's a Michael Jackson joke. That's why I'm, I do not do stand-up comedy very often. I'm just too fucking... I maintain Michael Jackson uh, was actually just a black, regular black dude from Gary trapped in a white woman's body because there's a, uh, a fucking... An old story that the guy... Who's the guy that did the 50 Cent's first album? Whoever that DJ is. He was in Dubai or something DJing. Michael Jackson was a guest of this fucking prince at his fucking house. So the prince was like, yo, something happened to his passport and he fucking couldn't go back to America. So the prince was like, come stay in my house, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about it until you get your passport. Don't worry about the hotel, anything you need. So the pr- he goes back to the fucking prince's house and uh, he goes out to the pool. He's like, yeah, you can stay in the pool house, blah, blah, blah. Just go past the pool. It's in there. The prince is doing shit. And fucking this guy walks out. DJ Who Kid it was. Walks out to the back of the pool and looks on the fucking pool, sitting on a fucking, like, lounge chair and, like, swim shorts and fucking hanging out is none other than fucking Michael Jackson himself. 
And he's like, he's like, yeah, Michael Jackson's like, hey, nice to meet you. I'll be hey. right back. I'll be right back. Hold on one second. And he fucking comes back and is like full regalia, Michael Jackson. Ooh, like the <laughs> yeah. revolution or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he like throws the shit on and comes back. And he's like, nice to meet you, who kid. I got to tell you, I said this on the break, too. Like, Michael Jackson was not the first pedophile in Hollywood. Okay, like whatever, whatever's true, whatever happened, he was I not. Think everybody knows that, but but nobody admits it. What yeah. about the fucking six-year-old kid who who you whose mom is at craft services and he's getting fucked in a blacked-out Porsche? You know what? On the Disney lot, like that's that what real? bothers me, dude. That's really real, dude. That's like there were some it. shows that I got pulled onto because I was good with kids, and then there were some shows that I didn't book because I was good with kids. You know, and it was like. Wow. I mean, dude, like, I don't know. Like, there's something to all that. And, you know, like Anthony Edwards and Sean Astin and a lot of different actors have spoken out about being, you know, abused when they were young boys. A fat, disgusting fuck wanted to fuck them. You know what I mean? But, like, it's a little bit different when you're a fucking child. Okay. It's gross. And, you know, that's the other thing. I heard on Howard Stern. I'm so surprised that, like, Howard Stern hasn't caught in flack for this. Um, there was a woman on his show who had a Disney show and she turned into a porn star, but she talked about when, um, she got her Disney deal, uh, the producers and the director came to her house and, uh, they were telling her like, we're going to sign you to do a multi-year Disney deal. You're going to get all this money. And then the director was like, let me, I, can you take me up to your bedroom? I want to see what your bedroom oh, is. Cause no. we're going to, we're going to design it like the set. So she took the director up to her, her bedroom and he raped her. Okay. Jesus. And then she came back downstairs and her parents are still hearing the, you're going to get a private jet to Disney. You're going to get all this money. You're going to get all this stuff. You know what I mean? And that's like a fucking 10 year old girl. You know what I mean? Like you expect her to say, Oh, I'm Joan of Arc. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't understand. Like, well, the, I have a son too. And that's what makes me so like passionate about it. Like, but you know, I'm just saying, dude, like it just, you know, when it comes to the kids and when you look at, at some of these old movies, like Corey Feldman, you gotta be a good actor. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you're not just going to get the part because you let the dude fuck you in the ass. You know what I mean? But like, you gotta be a good enough actor on top of letting them bang you in the ass. You know what I mean? And it just, cons- uh. it, it just concerns me, dude. It just really concerns me because I'll say it, dude, who like have knowingly, I don't know. And they brag about, Oh, I did this and that on this. But still, who's to say they're not uncomfortable by that? I don't. I and like, I'm not debating that. I think there's there's a parallel there, but I don't think the parallel is like, yeah, it's not just it's poor everybody. It's but just, here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing, dude. Shit. And it's, even though like some things aren't to be talked about, that eventually those things coming to light are going to lead to that. You don't think you've ever been pressured in a situation? You don't think you've ever been? Oh, I have. Yeah, I have, you, dude. You and and my thing too is like. Um, you know, when you think about like uh, Natalie Wood, um, where it's just coming out now that Rod, uh, Robert Wagner is being named as a person of interest in her murder. Oh, my God. I saw that today. Dude, I made a joke like a month or two ago about like, oh, OK, so is Natalie Wood still not murdered? You know what I mean? And like, I love Christopher Walken, but he was complicit in that. And uh, oh, it's just so, and then they give Kirk Douglas a standing ovation at the Golden Globes, and he raped Natalie Wood when she was 16. But you know what? Who raped her before? Louis B. Mayer. 
You know what I mean? And like, you want to talk about the casting guy? I never went to, I, I fucking, I shouldn't be saying this, but I never went to Hollywood. You know what I mean? And like, that's just like part and parcel, dude. Like, it's part of it. You have to be able to do the job. But like, I don't know. It's a commodity out there. You got to suck a little bit to get to the top. Yeah. That's what I was afraid of. So, favorite bad movies? Uh, <laughs> the Crying Game. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of La Chien, the bitch? No. Oh, my God. I've been trying to watch 13 Assassins for the past three nights. It's a long movie, but and it's I worth keep, it. I keep falling asleep because I put it on to go to sleep. And I See, why don't learn. you do that with the, the best movie to go to sleep to is Sideways. To Sideways? Uh, yeah. I, I don't Paul even know. Paul Giamatti vehicle? Yeah, and uh, what, that other guy, um, really memorable. What, Faceless Actor 3. Hayden Smith something. Hayden Penetier's butt. Oh, God. Yeah, she's dating like a, you know, like a. Russian boxer. Russian boxer. Which speaks a lot to the volumes like, yeah, don't touch me. I go to the Russian boxer now. Hell yeah. The <laughs> Klitschko's <laughs> are no joke, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, I think we've alienated everyone. Probably. I think we've offended ourselves and the gods. The I do want to talk about Get Out before we get off the air. Before we go, let's <laughs> go into a little bit about Get Out. The comedy. I, the, the comedy. The comedy. Get Such out. a comedic film. It's a joke. Black, just like black people. You know, I <laughs> really, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I truly respect Jordan Peele as an artist. Dave Chappelle doesn't, so I don't either. Well, you know what? This is the only time I'll say fuck Dave Chappelle. <gasps> because oh, not gasp. on this program. Fuck, I love Dave Chappelle more than anyone. And fuck Dave Chappelle. If you're not behind Jordan Peele for peeling back the bullshit in our society like get out I, I resisted for my own reasons seeing get out until recently and that movie should win best director best writer best picture i think it should be a best writer like a, a best story movie like it should maybe win best film because it's an original story i think any original it's like, so original anything that's original story should be up for best picture this year like shape of water should be up for best Picture. no you know he stole that <laughs> from what supposedly there's some uh play from the 50s or 60s and i i honestly to guillermo's credit i believe that guillermo's not familiar with it but there's supposedly some old play that's like the shape of water no shit yeah i watched that that was actually fucking i'm sure fox is gonna make it go away hey by the way disney buying fox is really fucked up it's a fucking monopoly i exactly and everyone that's what made me think of that grown men wearing superhero underwear joke because like oh it's gonna be great for the marvel universe all the superheroes fuck you dude like so many people lose their jobs and it would be like google buying apple they have dc they have marvel they have fucking harry potter They don't have DC. DC's DC? Warner Brothers. DC's Warner Brothers? Yeah, it's always been Warner Brothers. They have Harry Potter. They have fucking Marvel. It just, it just bothers me because Marvel. Disney... Okay, Disney has three sixes in his signature. And, like, who the fuck was making, like, you know, cartoons to lure little kids into his basement? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Disney's just fucked up, dude. He's like if uh, Michael Jackson... Yeah. I had a company that was like, instead of Neverland, it was like, we're going to put two Neverlands, one in Florida in the swamp. Mm. It's going to be so fun. And I love Michael Jackson. You know, I did a job for a con man in Gary, and there's like some theater in Gary that the Jackson 5 played at that they like 
it should be torn down and condemned, mm-hmm. but they just leave it up because like it's like Michael that's Jackson what Jackson touched Five it. Was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it should not still be standing. Nothing in Gary should be standing. They should test. I know, dude. Gary is such a horrible place. They should test the nukes in Gary before they send them to North Korea. I know. Why is Kim such a pussy, man? Like, press Whoa. the button. Press the button. I do kind of want there to be a nuclear war because I need a new TV. Yeah, and then we like, <laughs> like create I, a lot of new job first opportunities. Thing I'm doing, I don't care if I get irradiated as fuck, nigga. I'm gonna loot. I got to get my loot on. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bring the fucking bombs. Drop a two megaton. I'm going to fire that shit, pussy. If that motherfucker I'm going to rise from the ashes. As long as it drops on the now. other side of St. Louis, I'm going to be all right. It pisses me off that they only have, like, range to California because, like, I love California. I wish they could hit D.C. and, like, take out. Man. I said it's. Come find me couldn't find me when i was printing that funny money they won't hear that on the podcast but they will hear it on our phones right now all right Are we, do we have people listening to us right now no let's cut back in anyway <laughs> so christine <laughs> christine the movie so john carpenter right okay the reason christine's cool is that uh you know it's a it's a john carpenter movie but it's a stephen Steve king story Steve another king. cool movie is maximum overdrive hell yeah maximum Overdrive. which is the first movie that stephen king directed himself he directed that yes no and acdc did the whole fucking soundtrack it really falls apart in the middle <laughs> maximum overdrive yeah go to the sewer right away stupid uh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here that's yeah. That movie's full of problems, but the lawnmower know. killing the guy. Like, oh, that was great. Or the who's holding or the, the string down? Who's or the, the pop machine wire? where the coach yeah. like looks into the thing and gets hit in the face. That was like a fucking scene from the jerk. It felt like. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Wheels here, man. Thanks for coming, dude. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Can I just say like, get out. Like anyone that hasn't seen Get Out, Go please see, see Get Out. Be afraid of any white woman who has blue eyes and is rich and, has and a also i'll father. say this in, in addition to that comment don't forget white women you can't be woke while you're dating trevor so find yourself a nice chocolate man uh-uh. chocolate hershey or brown. some hershey motherfucker or brown i guess why aren't you married because why don't you have my own time will Okay, I appreciate that. You're, cu- you're, cu- you're cooking up. You're cooking. And after Wilson just evaded that, I think that does. He evaded really that like Barry Sanders like, in the uh, flat. <laughs> uh, dude, but you know, like I'm just saying, like you can cook up your own destiny, but like you know, what the fuck are you waiting for, dude? Waiting on Jesus to come back. It was sociological. We're gonna get out of this episode. I'll see you next week on uh-huh. TC's Devils. It was Wednesday. TC's Devils. I'm so sorry, Dad. Will Clark's being on. I'll be back. He'll be back. It's the Condor. It's Jed. Touch us. Touch us with our consent. Ah!